0: Hello, Dragoons. Today's episode is going to be about sponsorship.
1: I've experienced how not to sponsor somebody, and I know I don't ever want to see that happen to any soldiers.
2: Sponsorship is a two-way street.
3: There's just people that are not meant to be sponsors at the end of the day. You can clear in a week. It's okay. And you're married and you have kids and you have dogs and, and vehicles and everything.
4: That could have gone a lot better, yeah. and we're gonna be the ones to make it better for yeah. someone else.
0: You know, what did they think of their first military assignment? What do they think of 2CR? I wanted to start this introduction just a little bit different. So I'm gonna ask everybody in the studio, close your eyes, all right? I want you to think of the warm air that hits you as you walk through the door. The smell of the warm food, maybe somebody's world-famous lasagna. The sound of the family laughing and talking and enjoying being around each other. Everything seems right in the world. You feel safe, secure, and time just seems to stand still. There's nothing like it. Your family is there, and when you see them, you light up. They embrace you and tell you how much they missed you, and there's nothing that has this feeling, and you feel at peace. Welcome home. All right, you guys can open your eyes. How many people actually had that feeling when they showed up to 2CR? Or was it planes, trains, automobiles, processed foods, long lines, screaming kids, and an immeasurable amount of anxiety? This podcast is about sponsorship, how it takes a community to bring somebody into the 2CR family. So before we kind of dive into the podcast, I'm going to let everybody go around and introduce themselves.
4: I'm Kristen Vidoris. I'm the spouse of a service member in 2CR.
1: My name is Sergeant First Class Hollis. I am the sponsorship coordinator for F.A. Squadron 2CR.
3: I am Sergeant Daniel Chan, and I am the Sponsorship Coordinator for 1-2.
2: My name is Sarah Burke, and I'm the Sponsorship Coordinator for 2CR Regiment Headquarters.
0: All right, great. Well, hey, I'm glad everybody is in the studio today. I think sponsorship is something that we try to do a good job, but I don't think it's something that necessarily all the steps, all the procedures, and what is required of our sponsors is properly understood. Because the reason you were brought in is because you're one of the top sponsorship coordinators for you know your squadrons um, and your, and your different elements. And you've stood out amongst your peers providing kind of that first-class experience for these families that are coming in. Because what you have to think about for sponsorship is sponsorship sets the tone. It starts before soldiers ever come to 2CR, step foot on the German soil. They get the notification of their assignment, they drop in our ACT, and then we start lining that up. If that's not a good process, then it already starts off on the bad foot. And they're already going to have kind of a negative connotation before they even arrive to the unit. So when we talk about culture, we talk about climate, we talk about bringing people into the 2CR family. Sponsorship is pivotal. So with that being said, I kind of just want to open it up Sergeant Hollis, the first question I would have for you is, why do you take being a sponsorship coordinator so seriously?
1: Sergeant Major, I, I think the reason why I take it so seriously is just because I've seen the negative things that have happened okay. when, when a soldier comes and they're not supported by their sponsors. And it's I've experienced it myself. And because I've experienced it myself, I, I, I can understand how much of a problem it can be and how yep. frustrating it can be for them.
0: Even before COVID, you know, if you take COVID out of the equation, it's stressful. PCS and overseas, even if you're a well, well well-seasoned traveler and you've done it multiple times, lining up household goods, POV, unaccompanied baggage, plane tickets, who's gonna take you to the airport, who's gonna pick you up from the airport if you got dogs, you got cats, you got monkeys, I don't think people can bring monkeys, but anyway, they maybe can. I have no idea. But the point being is, is that's a stressful process. And the job of the sponsor is to try to make that easier. And I think we've all had bad experiences. PCS. How
3: about you, Chan? You are building from the experiences that you have gone through and the ones that you have heard about. So everybody has a story or you hear somebody in the PX and the commissary or wherever mm-hmm. it is, and, yeah, and they're absolutely. talking to somebody else. And, <laughs> It's like, no, that that could not have happened. You know, yeah. that, that person or that sponsor, you know, that could not have, that can't be true. So from experiences like that, that you hear about, that you go through uh, or that your soldiers go through, then I'm, I'm going to build something new. I'm yep. going to make it better. When I got to Germany,
0: I had kind of a unique position. I was a SAR major. I wasn't even a CSM at the time, but no one knew who I was. No one knew who I was assigned to. No one knew what I was doing. So when I was going through and processing, just like everybody else, the things that I heard, I was like oh my lord it was pretty unreal and we don't want people to experience that it doesn't matter if we're talking first term second term third term soldiers you know they want to come in and they immediately want to know somebody because it makes it easier but then also as it goes through time if they need something they can reach out all right how about you sarah why do you think sponsorship so important
2: as both sergeant hollis and sergeant chan both said um it is very hard coming here uh As it is, um, but then you come here and you don't know anybody, you don't have any support, you're a complete fish out of water. Everything is different, right from, you know, right down to how you drive, where you shop, the languages, I mean, everything, there's just so many differences here. And so when you have... Those people who care to help integrate the soldiers and their families in a way that helps make them feel welcome and supported. It's the key to a service member's success and a family's success and the squadron's success and the regiment's success. So it's it's micro all the way to macro. You know, part of it is predictability as well. They They know kind of
0: what is going to be coming and you're able to communicate to them. You know, for instance, like right now we have EFP coming up. So let's say, you know, we have soldiers that are inbound coming into 1-2-Chan. You know, that's a perfect example. You know, you communicating and the sponsors communicating that, hey, you're getting here this month, just so you know, in January, we're going to be deploying to EFP. We also need to offer them some predictability because it will set their tone, I believe, for the entire time that are here. As leaders, we need to do this so that we ensure future generations of leaders do the same thing. Because if Miss Ford from a spouse perspective, why are you involved with the sponsorship program from a spouse kind of perspective? Why do you see it as so important?
4: Well, as we've all agreed, there's a lot of highs and a lot of lows of yeah. what we see, our own experiences. We have a large family. Yeah, And so you that got like six kids, right? Five. Five. It feels like six yeah. at times or more. <laughs> well, you some can't of forget them multiply. Your husband. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that adds a whole other element, a layer of getting kids in school. Yeah. Medical records can be- Oh, yeah, yeah. A headache in themselves. So we've had some really positive opportunities to experience what it's like to really be welcomed in. We've also had some moments where there's been a real absence of anyone- being aware and with a large family that makes a difference we have decided me as a spouse reaching out to other spouses within 2cr that i want to make sure that they have an instant network whatever information they need i can give it to them just find out who they are and what do they want to be involved in what do they what's the information they need to be successful for their time they need to get to the grocery store? These are just real life, every moment yeah. kind of ways to support someone. They need to get picked up from the airport from the beginning, but they also need groceries along the way. They need a car seat they didn't realize. So just taking the highs and the lows and really focusing on how can we share with someone else. You know, we want to be the change positive in the world down to every spouse, family that we see coming in.
0: You know, your husband, he did a podcast with me. Uh, not too long ago I just want to say how beautiful it is to hear his side of what you just said and then hear it from your side as well, and how much in harmony it is. Because he said the same thing when he was talking about caring for others and how you guys decided you were gonna be a team. And not only were you going to make sure that you guys insulated yourselves and your family and have a positive aspect about all the things that you do, but that also, no matter where you went, where you found yourself, you were gonna be involved and you were gonna always try to make it better for everybody else. And it's just really cool to hear him say that and then hearing you say it on the other side.
4: everyone's called a service member yeah. and as a family we're along for that ride
0: that's the true The key
4: is service and so how can we be serving each other if we're all serving each other we're going to lift each other up we're going to make a much more positive experience for everyone
0: if we are all serving each other we will lift each other up yeah we pretty much cut the podcast at that i mean that that's awesome that was that was really well said and i think that ties right into sponsorship that was awesome Let's kind of dive into this just a little bit as far as you know, the informative part of this podcast. So I just got orders. What's the first thing that I should do?
1: Filling out that 5434.
0: Okay, what is that? I don't know. I'm a private.
1: That's that sponsorship form that's going to put all your information out to your incoming unit so they can contact you and you guys can communicate with each other.
0: Okay, should I use a phone number that's disconnected?
1: Absolutely not.
0: Okay, what e- what email address should I use?
1: I prefer personal okay. ones. I see a lot of the uh, AIT people when they're coming in. I think their drill instructors are just putting in AKO or yep. uh, dot mills. That doesn't really work for me all that well because a lot of times they don't have access to those dot mills, yep. whereas um, nowadays the the people that are in AIT, they're, they've got their phones readily available. So I, can, I can hit them up right there while they're while Which they're is in crazy
0: the... to me that they have their phones available, but that's another <laughs> podcast. Very true, me. Yeah,
2: okay.
1: But uh, I, I know I, ju- I just had a few privates come in uh, recently and I was able to talk to them all through their AIT frustrations during the COVID stuff, trying to sue things over, like you're going to get here, don't worry, it's going to happen. Because I know there's some frustration on that back end, especially for the privates yep. that are coming in. They're trying to get out of AIT and all the ETPs and all the, the flights getting out here and everything can be really frustrating for them. But um, having the personal email and uh, uh, some sort of uh, phone number or something, to talk to them. It makes it a lot easier, I think, for, for some of the younger people coming in.
0: I remember, you know, email was kind of coming about, you know, the AKO system, enterprise system, when I was a young E5, E6. I got on that about once every couple months. Like, I didn't check it regularly because, you know, I had to either go to a computer lab or if I could get time on the one computer that my platoon had, um, you know, but that was trying to, you know, meat mug the tunes aren't off of it so that I could check my stuff. So a personal email is probably the best way to go, mm-hmm. especially with us in Germany and not being able to contact stateside numbers, always the easiest kind of method. So I go through and I fill out all the stuff on ACT and everything else. What other things do I need to consider?
3: It's really, really good to just make lists before you yep. even take off. As soon as you get the, that paperwork, that yes, you're excited, you know you're gonna get those P- uh, PCS orders. You're gonna clear posts and everything. You have to take a step back and just breathe. Just be like, hey, I need to plan this out. Yep. When are we gonna pack? When am I gonna do this? Yes, there's a field problem, and maybe you have a uh, have an issue with your with your unit that is like, hey, you can clear in a week. It's okay. And you're married, and you have kids, and you have dogs, and and vehicles, and everything. Have that time frame. Become knowledgeable. I'm um, talking to the sponsors. Who listen to this uh, give your people time to make that transition from especially to an overseas duty station it takes time and once you're here I've had a lot of fun if you apply yourself it'll be good <laughs> <That's> <laughs> and great. you will have fun
0: one thing I wanted to wanted to say at the end of the day there's a lot to figure out and as sponsors go this is not your full-time job do you have other requirements Uh, within your squadron that you need to do as well. And it's not necessarily that you're not always trying to be the most helpful. It's just, you're not also always going to think of everything as well. The real important part is the communication. Communication works both ways. Sponsors should be communicating with the sponsee and vice versa. I will say when we came to Germany, we didn't understand timelines. Like when you got to do stuff by like, oh, It's going to take 95 days for me to ever see my household goods again. (laughs) Did not know that. They didn't tell us that when we went to the transportation office. But now we're able to kind of, you know, timeline things out and say, okay, at this date, we need to do this. And, you know, so that on the other side, we kind of see stuff. Um, So it's important to do that. But the communication is really kind of the key aspect of that. From the regimental level, you see, you know, all seven squadrons. What common mistakes do you see?
2: But the common mistake that I see really is um, pairing the right sponsor with a person that's inbound. For instance, an E7 male should not be sponsoring a private female that's just coming in from AIT. She needs to be sponsored by another female um, who can mentor her and kind of walk her through where it's a more appropriate integration, but somebody who can, she can ask different kinds of questions to with you, Mrs. Vidor's. you being paired with a family can kind of help navigate the waters as far as, you know, having children goes and what you need to do on that level and how they can integrate your family, not just your husband, but your family into the regiment and into the community. Major sponsor majors kind of, it'd be kind of awkward if a lieutenant was sponsoring, uh, you know, probably lieutenant colonel, you know, or something like that. So it's the pairing is is really key to successful sponsorship, I believe.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, you know, for all the sponsorship coordinators and the, and the leaders, you know, within 2CR, that's, a, that's extremely important. The like item kind of matches because, you know, if you, even if you, you know, take something very simple, a single soldier and he's sponsoring a family. And I wouldn't be honest with you. If you'd asked 20 year old Mike Burke and I was sponsoring a family coming in you know, and they'd be like, well, you know, my kids need this and I need this. And I'm I would have been like, well, you shouldn't have had kids. I mean, I don't know what you want me to do about that. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, I'm just, I'm just being honest uh, because it wasn't. In that mind frame. That's not where my mind was at. That's not what I was thinking about, you know, and that's not where kind of my mind frame was. But, you know, pairing married families with married soldiers and males with males and females with females, just because there can be those questions, it can be that dialogue. It's compounded by the fact that you don't know necessarily who this person is, but you have to try to establish a rapport. And if you can remove the awkwardness of that by it being a, like match, uh, it's just going to kind of make that easier. So from the spouse perspective, what do you think spouses can do? Better on the sponsee side in preparation for coming overseas.
4: Before I answer that, can I tell a funny story about our sponsor? Absolutely. Of course, I won't give any names. Our plane was delayed. All our luggage was lost. It was 1 a.m. Oh, man. And we had a whole crew getting ready for this enormous family to arrive. And we had nothing except ourselves to get in all these vehicles. And so they're a little miffed that... There was nothing for them to pick up except <laughs> ourselves. And on the way from the airport to our hotel, which they didn't know where it was, it was a left seat, right seat between my husband and the job he was coming into because he was leaving right within a couple of days. We're exhausted. This guy's trying to give him the lowdown on his job that he's coming into.
0: Oh, that's nice. 1.30 yeah. in I, the yeah. morning. Yeah, it's usually We good.
4: find the hotel. We get dropped off and we just crash so that was a low point with being connected to the right person or in this case not necessarily the right person it was a couple empty nesters kids out of the house of course didn't have any idea with any family kid you know details
0: that's a recipe for disaster right there so
4: So a lot of us we have those moments where we think wow That could have gone a lot better, and we're going to be the ones to make it better for someone else because nobody should have that kind of experience. It's too stressful. I
0: agree.
4: As far as the sponsor, I was thinking when Sergeant Hollis was sharing, the first thing that should happen when orders are given is if the service member is married, to call the spouse and say, hey, this is where we're going. Because (laughs) the service member is going to work on all the paperwork and all the details on his end, her end, the wife, the husband is going to start figuring out what are the relational communication, social media, and we have such a rich network of avenues for spouses so I think that that is a huge piece in the spouse's coming is giving them the the links to join this Facebook group. If you're a Vilsack spouse, join this group. If you're interested in this, join this group. Just get an idea what's going on. What is life going to look like? That sponsor doesn't need to be the one that answers all the questions because that sponsor has a job that yeah. he or she is doing. And so widen your sphere of information that you need to get yeah. and you get a variety of perspectives too. I would say the biggest piece of, of information I share with spouses is being flexible is key because as Sergeant Chan said, there's so many pieces that change in a dime. As we were coming here, we were going to go to two different locations in Bavaria and we ended up here. It all was changing as we were coming. Oh, and yeah. so flexibility is key. And then the other piece is expectations. Yeah. It's just, what are we expecting? If we leave that pretty loose, then we don't get too caught up and frustrated. Frustration is going to be a part of it because it's stressful. When we're stressed, we get frustrated and then that explodes into a negative interactions
0: you're absolutely right the service member is going to be focused on the army systems making sure all that stuff gets us submitted you know with the orders and everything else but there's other things to consider but i think you kind of laid the groundwork so now we need to ask everybody you know to tell their sponsorship story you know good or bad
1: i mean i can tell you mine mine was pretty awful as a private coming in i went to hawaii Okay. And I was a private coming to AIT. I had my... Yeah, smart- but
0: you were still in Hawaii. so you're uh, is Hawaii, <laughs> That is true. Uh, my
1: family wasn't even on my orders and nobody had oh. checked that. And I didn't know any better as a private. I just, yeah. I, I left. I went for hometown recruiting. I went home. My wife was like, well, how are we getting to Hawaii? I, I don't know. Nobody talked to me. Nobody told me what was going on. Nothing. So I bought plane tickets to Hawaii for my whole family and we flew out and we arrived and everybody was like you've got family i'm like yeah and then um they were like well you need to do command sponsorship and i said okay tell me where i gotta go i don't know go talk to this guy over here go talk to that guy over there i didn't have anybody there was no like real sponsor it was just private hollis walking around schofield barracks hawaii trying to trying to figure out what to do i I didn't i didn't realize it till i was probably uh, an e5 maybe a staff sergeant that i shouldn't have been buying tickets for my family to fly out to hawaii because nobody had told me, Hey, you know, this, this is not, this is not right. This is not, not supposed to happen. So I didn't even understand it for, for quite a while. As I started sponsoring people myself and started seeing like, this is not how that should have went for myself. At least I've experienced how not to sponsor somebody. And I know I don't ever want to see that happen to any soldiers. So that's why I try to make sure I'm involved as much as I can be.
0: Yeah, definitely don't buy your plane tickets. Yeah. And definitely reach out to your sponsor. We've had people show up with just randomly and it always makes things difficult and they never communicate with their sponsor.
2: You know, you, you do hear a lot of stories. And if you're looking at Facebook pages, you can always see those negative stories. They're out there. It's just one person's experience. Taking that experience and changing it for the better, which is what I do with my job. I don't feel like we had a very uh, a negative experience coming in. I, I think the thing that I was mostly annoyed about is the grocery store being closed on a Wednesday. And I know I try and my husband, uh, searching for food. And the only thing that was open was the gas station. And I think he came back with some like gas station pizza. So I wasn't very happy about that because we don't eat like that typically. But, um, I mean, that was the worst experience for me, but I, I do know, you know, there are those who, who do have negative experiences and going back to Sergeant Hollis and Sergeant Chan, um, they have turned their experiences around for the better and the things that they do uh, for service members and their families that come in here would constantly communicate with me and connect with me and say you know hey there's there's somebody at building 244 and nobody's picked them up i'm going to take them i'm going to find out where they go and figure it out or make sure that they they are just not feeling like they were forgotten and i mean you've done this a multitude of times. And I mean, when when you reach out to me and you tell me this, it's like it, it really does not to be sappy, but it, it warms my heart. Because to think of of being a new person, it doesn't matter your age or your rank being somewhere and you feel like you were forgotten. What a terrible feeling. But somebody that you feel you know, is caring about you and taking care of you, it, it sets a different it sets a different tone for somebody arriving here newly.
0: I'm gonna tell a negative a story that I know I was made aware of. And then I'll tell a positive one after Sarn Chan goes. But so these two soldiers, they come together um, from AIT and they're assigned to the same squadron. They show up to 244. There's no one there to pick them up. They go through all the unprocessing and they do all the things that they need to do. And eventually, you know, lights start going out and building 244 and you know, some random civilian walks up to him and says, hey, what are you guys doing here? And they're like, no one picked us up. He's like, well, just walk down the street and just stay at the hotel then. So these you know, these young soldiers, fresh at AIT, and so they walk over to the hotel, they get a hotel for the night, and eventually their sponsor finds them. And he comes in and he's like, I didn't realize you guys were coming in already. He's like, I'll be back at this time to pick you guys back up so you guys can go to your day one in processing. So he picks them up the next morning. He's got to go to some range or something. So he picks them up at 530 and he drops them at building 244. And these soldiers stand outside in the rain. For two and a half hours until somebody shows up to 244 to open it up. No breakfast, no nothing, standing out in the rain. You know, what did they think of their first military assignment? What did they think of 2CR? I mean, if I was a soldier in basic training, it didn't matter where, but if I knew I was coming to Germany, you know how excited I would have been? But, you know, how did that probably make them feel? And then arriving here and getting that kind of reception? Yeah. Yeah. How do you feel as far as your belonging goes i police that one up and i pulled those two soldiers in and uh, we did them right after that but there's just people that are not meant to be sponsors at the end of the day
3: anyway sergeant chan let's hear your story we had a soldier actually that came into the unit and on his third day of in processing he actually was on the bus coming back from 244 and he got a call from a senior non-commissioned officer and telling him that he was the only NCO that could pull CQ. It was a Wednesday, Thursday. The next day, he had to go and continue in-processing. Obviously, the monsters, the Red Bulls, everything, tried to get through the day, and then he got home, and then he crashed. And from that experience, it was very terrible. And and that NCO that had let him know he, uh, he was leaving, he was out-processing. Like Sergeant Major said, there are, and there's that difference between People in leadership positions and leaders. So, uh, on the sponsorship side, yes, you have a lot of duties, you have responsibilities, but do take care of people because you are you are. It really is a ripple effect that you are having. Is uh, you're taking care of one, two, three, and four soldiers that are coming in. You give them that experience, and you hand them over to that platoon sponsor, or you hand them over to the troop sponsor, and you know, hey, you just have that handoff, and you're like, man. Alright, cool. We did a good job. And hopefully when, when that time comes when he is a sponsor, when that private becomes that specialist or that NCO and he becomes that sponsor for the incoming family or for the incoming soldier, he is able to just give that the best experience that that soldier can, can have coming to 2CR. Coming back to sponsorship, if I'm a newly assigned sponsorship
0: coordinator or sponsor, what are some resources that I can utilize to understand how I do the right thing?
1: Personally, I depend on the... uh, The regiment and the 7th ATC websites and all of the the information that they post on there. Uh, when I was coming out here, that was the first place I went. As soon as I found out I was coming here, I was on the 7th ATC website and on the 2CR website, pulling the checklists that I know they're posted on there. Okay. All the information, uh, you know, driver's licenses, all that, all that yeah. information that teaches you uh, what to look for. I had to read a whole lot. I thought because there's a lot yeah. to catch up on um, online on those on those two websites, uh, the Facebook pages too. I scope. I was scoping out Facebook pages for uh, all the units out here. Or, you know just trying to figure out and see what i could find because uh, it's that that fear of the unknown that i think a lot of the, the soldiers have before they get their spouses too. the the spouse pages and all that kind of stuff like my wife is on installation facebook pages and and wives pages and stuff just because i might have mentioned that we might be going somewhere and she's like on there scoping it out so uh the facebook pages and the the groups and stuff like that i know is a is a resource too that i try to guide people too, to 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 get in to glean information from me. I don't expect them to to do as much research as maybe I did. But when they ask me questions, hey, here's a good resource. Go to these web pages and check this stuff out.
3: What are some other resources? Uh, One of the resources that I that I push out is ACS. Mm -hmm. And we have those families that are coming over and they're worried about, you know, my household goods are not going to get there when we get there and, and all of that. So I try to put out to the soldiers whenever I speak with them or I, tell the uh, sponsors and they're knowledgeable about that. Yeah. Hey, lending closet. You can go to the ACS or we have gone to the ACS for them. And we've gotten those pots, those pans, that microwave and those basic household um, necessities so that they'll be able to just hold over for That time until the uh, household goods arrive, you know, any sponsor needs to also kind of build
0: their own repertoire of different things that might be useful for uh, different people. The links to these different sites where they can go for more information and then also where they need to go to line up the household goods, POV. But then there's also just so many other little things, too. Yes, there is checklists, but checklist is only going to be as good as the owner that uses it. So, you know, you need to at the same time kind of have a parallel thing that you do the best practices um, so you can help score away these individuals. Because what you're trying to do is get them integrated into the 2CR family. And then also at the same time, make sure they're set up for success, especially in 2CR. We got a million things going on at all times. So we need everybody in the fight and getting after training as soon as possible. Um, But we want to make sure that, you know, your household goods. And I want to throw in one thing too. So the policy is, is if you're listening to this and you're coming over to 2CR, if you're slotted to go to EFP, you will not go to EFP until you get your household goods. So however long that is, but until your household goods get here, you will not leave. So you'll have the time to set up the house, get the household goods. Uh, we've let a little bit of You know, kind of decision-making happen at the squadron level is, you know, is it a week or two weeks after you get your household goods before you go out there? You should have your family completely set up prior to you linking up with the rest of your squadron and getting integrated in that very important mission. Okay, so as we kind of look to kind of wrap this up a little bit, I'm going to ask each one of you to parting thoughts on what what do you want to say? If I stood you in front of a formation, what would you say about sponsorship?
2: I would say that sponsorship is a two-way street. You can have a great sponsor, and we do have a lot of great sponsors at 2CR, but if the person that they're sponsoring is not communicating, it is not going to be a successful story. So the sponsor cannot help you unless you're helping him help you help yourself. (laughs) So
3: No, I think you're spot on. You are in charge of these individuals that are coming and they are soldiers, but they are also humans. You have to meet them where they are and know they don't know everything that is going on. They don't know the training schedule. They don't know all these things, but you're there to help them. You are there to make that transition as seamless as possible from a duty station in the United States. So just go into the job with the mindset I'm gonna help these, these people, these soldiers, this family, this individual, to come over here and be successful because that's what we are about here in 2CR.
1: Mm-hmm. Um I know we talked about leadership They're not every sponsor necessarily is a leader. Um sometimes you have some junior enlisted that are sponsors for those, but those leaders need to understand they still need to be involved as well. You can't just pawn it off on on maybe a, a junior enlisted to pair, be paired up with that uh that incoming person and then the leader's not active. The leader needs to be active in there as well. A lot of times what I've noticed is uh you get a soldier coming in and they're paired up with a soldier's like rank, like uh, like genders, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and there's no leader involvement. And so if there's nobody watching, sometimes that's not necessarily the right person to be sponsoring. So um, leaders need to be involved in there as well. And plus, I mean, incoming soldiers, I think, want to hear from their leadership and know what yeah, they're kind of walking into before they get here anyway. So for sponsors that are that are here in 2CR, I would say leaders need to make sure they're involved.
4: I can think of two things. Okay. One is... We're all a part of the sponsorship program. Every one of us in 2CR, service member and spouse, kids in schools are paired up in order to believe in the sponsorship type of mentality. And if we just look around, once that service member and family, if they have a family comes, they live in our neighborhoods. We see them walking around aimlessly on posts. They look lost. Let's be the ones to take the step and say, hey, how can I help you? Today, there was a a spouse with a young three-year-old. She told me she was going to take the shuttle to go to the commissary, to hire a taxi, to come back home with her groceries. And I said, of course not. There's no way you're gonna do that. What time do you wanna go? I'll be there. I'll drop you off, no pressure. I'll leave. Just call me and tell me when you wanna get home. We should all be doing that. There's people everywhere that need help and let's be the ones to take the step. The second piece of advice that was really helpful for me and I remind others, give yourself six months. It takes six months to fully integrate. This is not a normal moving from Fort Drum to Fort Stewart type of move, where you can set up shop in three months and you feel like you've lived there forever. It takes closer to about six months to really feel fully integrated and feel as though this is your home You don't feel as nervous driving on the Autobahn. All the different elements, so many different elements to living overseas. So just give yourself some time expectation in that.
0: No, I think that's great. So as we kind of wrap up here, first impressions matter. Before any soldier meets their supervisor, before they in process, before they even get on a plane to Germany, they have an impression of the unit. This impression will set the stage for the soldiers and their family. It's upon us to make sure that it is a positive one. And that that experience from the beginning of their time in Germany will last their entire tour. This impression is made through sponsorship. So for the soldiers and the spouses, you know, a couple different things that I would recommend, follow us on social media, 2nd Cavalry Regiment. Uh, you can also send an email if you're just not able to get in contact with anybody at 2cavreg at gmail.com. Try to communicate with your sponsor. Also follow the USAG Bavaria webpage where a lot of information is at. At the end of the day, reach out until you get, make positive contact with somebody if you cannot get a hold of your sponsor. Tell them you're coming into 2CR and everybody in 2CR will welcome you with open arms and we'll make sure that you are properly integrated into the family that is the 2nd Cavalry Regiment. This is Jagoon 7 signing off the net.